You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Oh, don't suffer for your art chat. Various artists with Francis and Liam. New research conducted by Basement Theatre and Insights organisation Perceptive has highlighted that spending time watching live performances or engaging in the creative arts has been shown to lift the well-being of our communities and the economy. Kat Rooker, director of Basement, says the research shouldn't come as a surprise, but rather a wake-up call for policymakers to view the creative industries as an economic and social investment, not simply a cost. To hear more about the research, I caught up with Kat this morning. Here we are now. So we are talking about new research this morning on the economic and well-being effects of seeing live performances in Aotearoa. Can you tell me what sparked undertaking this research and how you went about it? Yeah, sure. So I guess over the last year or two, um, our advocacy work has really ramped up in the arts sector and compounded most recently by uh, what's been happening at local government uh, with Mayor Wayne Brown's budget, proposed budget, um, which included, you know, major cuts to arts and culture. And we sort of realised that in order to be to be able to advocate really strongly, we needed to increase our, um, our research so that we could put forward um, some really hard, clean data. So we were actually really lucky to be supported by an insights organisation called Perceptive, where we went out to... Uh, just over a thousand New Zealanders to kind of ask some some key questions around the impact of live performance on Aucklanders and New Zealanders. Mm, and what were some of those questions you asked and some of the data that you gained from the research? Yeah, so the research was um, actually really focused around well-being, both for you know the individual and society at large, and most notably what came out really strongly in that research is that about 85% of those people, you know, reported that if they'd seen a live performance recently, that they felt that it had lifted their mood and well-being um, quite significantly. And then 87% of those people also, you know, advocated really strongly that they believe that live performance contributes to, to society's well-being overall. We know that numbers are really important, uh, but also we are story-wired creatures as humans and the stories of creative practitioners who have been affected by the pandemic are really strong. How have you yeah. seen the pandemic affect creatives here in Aotearoa, perhaps more organically in, in your role at Basement? Yeah, that's a great and important question. Um, I think that the pandemic has, we're still experiencing the long tail of the pandemic and the creative arts, especially our independent artists who have been most impacted. It's actually been a really ironic, bittersweet experience because on one hand, you know, our independents have experienced significant increased financial hardship over the last three or four years because of the pandemic, because of cancellations of shows um, and events. But then the flip side of that is that we're we're starting to grow a really incredible, um, you know, advocacy voice that's being led by independent artists themselves from the ground up. So there's starting to be this really beautiful grassroots movement and that we're realising that we can actually have a strong advocacy voice ourselves um, and that. 
I think, you know, with the, the recent stuff that's been happening at local government level, um, kind of understanding that actually there is a democratic system. Our voices matter hugely. And if we can find ways of making advocacy really accessible, then we can affect change ourselves, which is a really positive outcome. And let's talk about affecting that change in terms of both the advocacy you speak of and also this research that we've we've just talked about. What implications yeah. does that have for policymakers, both in, in local body government and central government as well? Yeah, so I think that, you know, it's their job to listen to the people, essentially, and as cheesy um, and cliche as that sounds, that's actually how the system works. So I think that the way that the, that local government um, responded to, you know, the huge wave of voices that came through really strongly you know, against the proposed cuts of the annual budget just goes to show how important it is for us to rally. And I think that, you know, while at the beginning of the month, you know, the Mayor announced that there will definitely be a softening to the proposed cuts across arts and culture, which is really positive, but I think we're not out of the woods completely yet. Um, And we will be out of the woods when we understand what that softening is. How would you like to see this research that you've done reflected in policy more broadly? Yeah. So I think that, I think the first step is for more research like this to be conducted so that, you know, I think these, the cornerstone arts organisations of our arts and culture infrastructure, if they can and if they have the resources, we need to develop the quantity of our research and then it's up to us to then, you know, take that research to people who can make policy change. And I guess what we would like to see is, you know, more legislation and policy that sort of just firms up and assures that arts and culture will be strongly supported financially so that Aucklanders and people that live living in Aotearoa so that their well-being can be can be looked after through the arts. And it's not just here in Aotearoa that the arts are really important. Uh, this research uh, is backed up globally. Can you tell me um, how you've situated this research in a global context and what's come to light over the past few years? So there is a, there's, a, there's a larger piece of research that exists that was conducted, and this is where I get very kind of geeky and heady, was conducted by the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development. And this is essentially a forum where 37 governments get together to develop policy standards to promote sustainable economic growth throughout the world. And we are hoping to kind of move into that international global space with our advocacy and our research in the future. I was in Melbourne recently. I've just come back from experiencing the Rising Festival, which is Melbourne's kind of major arts festival now, and just seeing other cities and how they operate with bringing art to, to the public is, has just been super inspiring. The streets were just crawling with, you know, regular people who are out at like 9, 10, 11 p.m. at night to see these incredible kind of public installations in their city spaces. And I just think that's so inspiring. I think Aotearoa needs to be looking to those sorts of cities globally for inspiration. And more than ever, we need to be performing creative interventions in our public spaces to lift the moods of our people so that they can be inspired. You know, we're still coming out of this really challenging kind of collective 
trauma, essentially, and creative interventions are going to help us through that. You and your team at at Basement are helping to contribute um, to that and make the arts accessible through a few initiatives. Can you tell me what those are? Yeah, so we've still got, you know, lots of work to do and the work will never end, but there has been a couple of projects that we launched this year. The first one is a choose what you pay ticketing scheme. So something that came through really clearly through the pandemic was that, you know, seeing live performance is really expensive and really inaccessible for a lot of people. So we've introduced a um, a choice based ticketing scheme to allow for more people to come through um, and watch watch their people perform on stage and hear their stories reflected back to them. I think that's a really important thing that all venues should be considering if they can. And then the other scheme is a hire for nothing venue hire model, which basically just means that for the majority of our artists coming through basement, it's free for them to hire the venue. And I know that sounds quite simple, but <laughs> from the position, from a budget position, it was it was quite hard work to get to that place. And we couldn't have done that without the support of our patrons and donors and a really um, supportive board. Because, you know, theatre and live performance is actually, it's really expensive. It's a really economically challenging uh, practice to go into. But I'm a, I, you know, strongly believe that live performance in particular is just so important now because it's how we reflect our stories back to our people. That was Kat Rooker, Director of Basement Theatre, talking with me about new research on the importance of live performance for the well-being of our communities and the economy. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.